Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Keep up to date with all the latest news during the offseason every Friday on this show. Even though there's no races, he's still at the back of the field, so let's give it up for our host, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. We are just a couple of weeks away from the clash at the Coliseum. I can't wait for that race. I just bought my plane tickets to go to it, and it is either going to be a madhouse or it's going to be so much fun, maybe even both. But either way, I'm going to enjoy every single minute of it. And it actually looks like they have released the entry list for the Bush Clash. And judging by what I'm seeing numbers-wise, it looks like the only cars that are going to be competing in this are going to be the charter cars. So 36 of them ha- are going to be uh, attempting to make the final race. And I still think that's a really good amount, honestly, for any of the non-charter cars. This is not going to be a top-paying race. And also, since you have brand new cars you do not want to wreck one here at a quarter mile racetrack which is more than likely going to happen as far as surprises go on here for drivers in these cars um there's not really that much of shockers maybe the only one i would say is the number 77 of landing castle i thought there was going to be another driver driving that car but um Apparently, that's not going to be the case, and the car is currently unsponsored. More than likely, Landon Castle will be bringing his sponsor along, the same one that he has for Colic Racing in the Xfinity Series. And then another one that's kind of a surprising, Ryan Priest in the number 15. We already knew that he was going to be running a couple of races for Rick Rare Racing, but we didn't realize it was going to be this soon. So he is already going to be in one of Rick Rare Racing's car as early as beginning of February, and he will be driving the number 15 machine. But other than that, guys, the entry list is set out, the track is completed, so now all we have to do is wait the next couple of weeks. But while we're waiting, why don't we look at this week's news and some of the top news that we have seen in the top three series. This is this week's news in the NASCAR Racing World. Alrighty, so the truck series has been about as productive as me, meaning they only posted one thing this entire week. And that is regarding a sponsorship deal with Young Motorsports for seven races. There there really isn't anything else going on down here in the truck series. But still, at the very least, you need to go see the paint scheme of this truck. Because Spencer Boyd has made a deal with Rim Time. And they will be sponsoring the number 12 truck for at least seven races. Now, if you look at this paint scheme, this is one of the most badass paint schemes I have seen in quite a while. Because let me tell you, this one, if I, if I can explain it to you through the headset. This truck is gray with a little bit of a smoke scheme all around the truck with a bunch of rims going alongside the bottom of the truck with orange on both the splitter and the spoiler. If you want to look at the truck, you can go on jski.com and go into the truck series news, but let me tell you, this is a badass looking truck. So at least the one bit of news was definitely some eye candy to say the least. So Spencer Boyd announces a sponsorship deal with Rhyme Time for seven races here in the truck series. And that will conclude the truck story. Now let's move on immediately into the Xfinity series. Let's talk about one of the most controversial sponsorship deals right now going on in the Xfinity series. Of course, I am talking about LGBCoin.io with Brandon Bill Motorsports. If we turn back the clock 
about nine days ago, NASCAR made the announcement that they did not approve of the sponsorship or paint scheme. So we thought that, oh man, this was going to be a full-time sponsor from beginning to end. Now Brandon Bill Motorsports is not going to have a sponsor at all. There's no way that LGBCoin.io is going to sponsor this car without having their paint scheme on there. Well, it turns out they're going to keep their financial commitment. In fact, they're doubling down on the team and Brandon Brown, and they have expanded to a two-year sponsorship and personal endorsement deal. I, I don't know how this is possible, but this is absolutely crazy what this sponsorship is doing. I, I hope that the checks go through. A lot of people are saying that the checks will probably not go through, or maybe he's just owning all their cryptocurrency coins. I don't know how this sponsorship deal is working. Other than the fact that it includes personal participation in publicity events, videos, crypto conferences, racing-related events, and more, just not including car decals, so... Very, very interesting situation going on here. I hope for the best for Brandon Brown. I mean, this whole situation was not Brandon Brown's fault. The whole let's go Brandon uh, thing, that was literally NASCAR as well as some Talladega fans putting that on Brandon Brown. And nobody has signed on extensions for him as far as sponsorships go. Now this um, cryptocurrency company is obviously basing their um, whole entire existence around Brandon Brown. So obviously it was either go with this team or go for bus. So let's see what Brandon Brown can do and let's see what paint schemes he's actually going to have for the season since they won't let him have the lgbcoin.io on the car. Maybe does this mean we're going to have other sponsorships on the car? Maybe he's just going to run blank cars throughout the entire season. Maybe even have that patriotic scheme um, minus the decals on there. Either way, very interesting situation here for Brandon Brown. I honestly think that if he's not successful this year or even the next this might mean this will be the end for Brandon Brown here in the Xfinity series. Now let's talk about a Truex, not Martin Trex Jr., the other one, Ryan Truex. He has made a big announcement that he is going to be competing in the Daytona Xfinity race on February 19th. And who is he driving for? He's going to be driving for Sam Hunt Racing in the number 26 Circle B diecast Toyota GR Supra. Always great to see drivers be able to come back and have a kind of a at least a second chance in the sport. And it looks like that's what's happening here for Ryan Truex. This will be the first time that he's ran in this series since 2019, and he intends to add additional races with the team at a later date. Right now, the only deal here is the Daytona race in that number 26 machine. How is he going to do in this race? Well, you know, if since it's a super speedway race, a lot of the cars have an opportunity to be equal as far as the draft goes, so maybe he can run near the top 10 at some times. Who knows? But he has to stay in the front draft. I know this team is not a front-running team, so we shall see, but either way, Ryan Trex is coming back into the Xfinity series for at least a one-off event here at Daytona. And let's keep the news going here for Sam Hunt Racing as they announce their other driver who's going to be running a partial schedule with their team. That is going to be Jeffrey Earnhardt. For those of you who are not aware, Jeffrey Earnhardt was running full-time for JD Motorsports last season. Unfortunately, he did not get an extension on that deal. And now he has found another home, this time being with Sam Hunt Racing and the number 26 Supra for multiple races in the 2022 season. It looks like he will still 
have a sponsor forever, Lawn, which has been a major benefactor in Earnhardt's career, which is obviously good for both the team as well as the driver because whenever you have a sponsorship deal put together, you don't have to worry about the financial end. And it looks like that's going to be the positive thing about Jeffrey Earnhardt being in a few races here with this team. As far as the announcement goes for which races he'll be running, they have not made that announcement yet, but it seems like it's going to be at the very least a partial schedule. Maybe he's going to be sharing some time with Ryan Truex and maybe another driver. Who knows? But it looks like Sam Hunt Racing is starting to fill up their roster for the 2022 season, and it will have not only Ryan Truex, but also Jeffrey Earnhardt. And then the last bit of news that we're going to talk about here in the Xfinity series, how about Team Penske? So a lot of people were wondering who is going to be driving that number 22 car. Austin Sendrick is obviously moving up into the Cup Series. He's no longer going to be racing down here in the Xfinity series full time. So which driver were they going to put in that car? Were they going to pick uh, drivers from the Cup Series uh, for their team to move on down and run a few races there? Were they going to look for someone in the Truck Series, maybe someone in the Xfinity Series? Well, it looks like we have an answer because it looks like the vice chairman has confirmed that they do not have any current plans to field the next Fandy Series car for the 2022 season. Bit of shocking news there. That number 22 car has been around the X-Fandy Series for quite a long time. And they've had some noticeable drivers in that car. I mean, just talked about Austin Cedric won the championship in 2020. And then you also have Brad Keselowski who ran that number 22 car. You had Joey Logano at times run that car. So to see this car go away from the Xfinity Series is really, really shocking and kind of a bummer. It almost reminds me a little bit of Roush Racing and their number 60 machine. Remember when um, not too long ago Chris Buescher won the championship down the Xfinity Series driving the number 60 machine? And then just a couple years later, it no longer existed down there. Now, obviously, the reason the number 60 car left was because they were just running awful that final season. I mean, I think they DNF more races than they finished. It was a joke with that team. But you can't really say the same for the number 22 car. I mean, they almost won the championship again. They just finished behind Daniel Hemrick. So we'll see if uh, Penske Racing um, decides to add this 22 car in the future, but it doesn't look like we will see the number 22 car in the 2022 season. All right, let's talk about the big news here. Let's talk about the Cup Series. So a lot of announcements for the Daytona 500 as far as drivers and sponsorships, but let's first talk about a person who's going to be driving a car that we haven't really heard too much about during the offseason. And this is regarding the number 77 for Spire Motorsports. As you're aware, the, the number 31 car is going to be driven by Justin Haley, who ran a majority of the races in that number 77 machine. So this car was basically open for grabs. The driver who's going to be running most of the 2022 Cup schedule is going to be Josh Balicki, a driver who ran full-time in Rick Rare Racing Equipment in the 2021 season. This one, in a way, is not that surprising because when you think of Josh Balicki, you don't think of top equipment. He's usually kind of a filler for these smaller teams. And whether it's the Cup Series or the Xfinity Series, he goes into that equipment and he takes pretty good care of it. Now, I would say Spire Motorsports is maybe like one level above Rick Rare Racing, but hey, I mean, it is technically still a step in the right direction. I mean, performance-wise, they're roughly about the same. Maybe the number 77 car has a slighter edge, but Josh Balicki is going to be in this equipment first starting out at Auto Club. 
Club Speedway. His sponsorship is going to be Ziggler Automotive Group, and it's going to be the primary sponsor for a bulk of Balicki's races and will be featured prominently abroad the number 77 Chevrolet for the entire 2022 season. This is um, really good news for Spire Motorsports. I mean, anytime they get a full-time sponsorship deal, it's, it's great news for a team. And we know it's a responsible sponsorship. I mean, uh, this group has dealer groups uh, with 78 franchises across 35 locations in kind of the uh, northeast area. So obviously the sponsorship is going to be passing the checks. So really good news for Spire Motorsports. And I'm hoping for the best for Josh Balicki. Yes, it's not a full-time schedule. But like they said, it's going to be the majority of the races. So we'll see what he can do in the number 77 machine. I'm not expecting greatness. I mean, if Corey LaJoy was running around like 28th, 27th, I would expect the same from Josh Balicki, but who knows? Maybe this team will make some steps in the right direction as the number 77 team is starting to get their schedule put together. First starting off with Josh Balicki driving for the majority of the 2022 season. Alright, so we knew this bit of news would be eventually coming, especially now that they're moving on to the next-gen car, and that is regarding drivers retiring potentially after the 2022 season. We were thinking drivers like maybe Martin Truex Jr., there was quite a few drivers at Stuart Haas Racing that we were thinking of, most noticeably Kevin Harvick. It actually isn't Kevin Harvick or Martin Trex Jr. that have announced that they will be retiring after the 2022 season. It is Eric Amarola, driver of the number 10 machine for Stuart Haas Racing. He says that Phoenix Raceway on November 6th will be his last race as a full-time driver here in the Cup Series. His main reason for retiring is he wants to spend more time with his family, it looks like. He says the last 37 years, his life has been all about racing, and now he just wants to focus on being a better husband and father, which is kind of understandable. I mean, you can understand that. Someone wanting to spend more time with their family. I mean, they're off at the racetrack at least 38 weeks out of the year, so you don't get that much time with family, and this is exactly what Eric Amarola is looking for. But after a career that has expanded here in the Cup Series all the way back to 2007 when he made a one-off appearance in the number 80 machine for Joe Gibbs Racing, is finally going to come to an end after the 2022 season. As far as drivers coming into that car, I really see one of two choices. It's either going to be Ryan Priest, who by the way just made the announcement that he was going to be a reserve driver, and now he hears this news, you, you know he's going nuts over there or Riley Herbst in the Xfinity series. Riley Herbst definitely needs to prove himself right now. I mean, last season was a really bad season for him, so he needs to have a really good season if he wants to be even in talk in that number 10 car, but more than likely, the driver that's next up in line is going to be Ryan Priest. So, first retirement announcement of the year. Hopefully, this is not a continual trend throughout the 2022 season, and it's going to be Eric Amarola who's going to be racing his last full-time season here in 2022. <laughs> All right, let's dive into some Daytona 500 efforts here. Let's first start off with a team that we have seen in the last few years. Now, a lot of people were worried about the Daytona 500 as far as it being a full roster because they really, what we were seeing was only about like 38 cars that were going to be confirmed to run in the race. Well, now um, one of them has been confirmed and that is going to be Timmy Hill driver for Motorsports Business Management. He already has a sponsor for the race, and that is going to be Bumper.com. As you guys are aware, Timmy Hill made the Daytona 500 a couple years ago, but last year was not able to do so. In fact, they had two cars try to make it in. Both of them failed to qualify. So Business Management Motorsports 
definitely need to make the Daytona 500. And right now, as far as numbers go, it looks like they may have to only beat maybe max one or two cars, which is kind of a, what we expect here for the next-gen machine. But Timmy Hill is going to try once again to make it into the Daytona 500 with the same team, this time having Bumper.com as the primary sponsor. And this next one here is a sponsorship announcement here for the Daytona 500. Now, most of you guys are aware of the sponsorship Advent Health. It has been around with Ross Chastain for the last couple of years. I think the earliest I remember him sporting that car in the Cup Series was the Daytona 500 a couple years ago when he was driving the number 77 machine. Now he has moved on over with Trackhouse Racing as Trackhouse Racing acquired all the assets from Chip Ganassi Racing. And it looks like Advent Health has signed a multi-year sponsorship with Trackhouse Racing and Ross Chastain. Now, looking at the car, this is a pretty cool little car. I, I wouldn't say it's the best paint scheme. I I'm not also not saying it's the worst. It's mostly white and Advent Health blue with a little bit of watermelon down on the bottom. It's always great when they have Ross Chastain's kind of watermelon background on a car some way or another. But it looks like Advent Health is returning with Ross Chastain and moving on over here to Trackhouse Racing. And here's the racetracks that they have announced their sponsorship deal at. It will be at the Daytona 500 will be the first race, then Atlanta Motor Speedway, then the Bristol Dirt Race, then Kansas, the Coca-Cola 600, and Road America. I'm not sure if they're going to be announcing more sponsorships as the season goes right now. It looks like it's only six races, but still Ross Chastain bringing on a sponsor to the fairly new team of Trackhouse Racing driving the number one machine as he will have Advent Health in the Daytona 500. And then another Daytona 500 announcement. This one I did not expect, but it looks like David Reagan is returning back to run the Daytona 500. He's been doing some one-off races in the Daytona 500 for the last couple of years. This time, it will be in the number 15 machine for Rick Rare Racing. I mean, he's been doing this deal with Rick Rare Racing for the last couple years doing that one-off run. He ran a, a race in the number 36 machine. Actually, it's been the last couple years, and he has been the only person to score a top five for Rick Rare Racing. So I guess in a way, they're hoping that once again, he can do that again. It looks like it's not going to be an additional car from Rick Rare Racing as the number has been announced that it is going to be the number 15 machine. And as of right now, Rick Rare Racing has two cars confirmed to run full time and it looks like it's the number 51 as well as the number 15 but still David Reagan always a really good driver at the super speedway races once again returning for the Daytona 500 and not just the Daytona 500 now that I now that I look further into this he's actually running some other races as well what those races may be I'm not 100% sure I think think it's going to be Talladega, maybe even Atlanta, because a lot of drivers have been saying the Atlanta racetrack kind of drives more like a super speedway, more than a mile and a half. But for right now, the only race that is confirmed for David Reagan is the Daytona 500, and he'll be driving it with Rick Ware Racing in the number 15. I think this is the biggest news of the week, so I have to talk about this one, and this is regarding a newly formed team. Some of you guys may have forgotten about this team, which don't worry if you have. They only announced that they're going to be running the road courses. Well, not just the road courses. Now it's going to be confirmed that they will be running the Daytona 500, and that is Team Hesseberg in the number 27 machine. They ran a test session down at Charlotte Motor Speedway on the Roval, and that was really the last time we heard of this team, but it sounds like their owner, which is a Formula One driver and Indy 500 champion, Jacques Villeneuve, he plans to take another shot 
at running in the Daytona 500. This is absolutely shocking news. I mean, if you guys have ever seen Jacques race, it's mostly been at road courses for both the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series. However, if you guys do remember, his inaugural start in the Cup Series was at Talladega in 2007, and he tried to make the Daytona 500 in 2008. Unfortunately, got caught in a wreck, wasn't able to do so. And this is going to be his first race here in the Cup Series since 2013, where he made a runoff appearance at Sonoma in the number 51 machine for Phoenix Racing. Absolutely shocking news. I would have never guessed that we would see Jacques back here in the Cup Series. And not only that, the Daytona 500. Absolutely crazy. So another car added on to the Daytona 500. It will be the number 27 car of Hesseberg Racing with Jacques Villeneuve in the driver's seat for that team. All right, let's get the speculation news out of the way here real quickly. So I'm sure most of you have seen some of the Daytona testing that's been going on with the next-gen car. And it looks really good right now because a lot of drivers are talking a lot of positivity about the car. But the one thing that a lot of people were looking at, at the drivers who were there, one driver being Dale Earnhardt Jr. And then all of a sudden, all the talk was starting to come up like, oh my gosh, he's going to be returning to the Cup Series. He's going to be returning to the Cup Series. Maybe he's going to run a part-time schedule. Who knows what's going to happen? But Dale Jr. ruled out a Cup Series return. It looks like he was just wanting to go there just to test out the car. But other than that, it looks like he's only going to mostly be doing a one or two race-off appearance in the Xfinity Series. But sadly, for all you Earnhardt fans, you will not be seeing Dale Jr. in the next-gen car in a one-off race here in the Cup Series. Bit of sad news for all you Ryan Newman fans. So everyone was wondering, is um, the 2021 season going to be the last season we see Ryan Newman? We didn't really even have a chance to really say goodbye or really have a retirement plan set out for him. Well, that's because Ryan Newman is not planning to retire right now. However, he has no 2022 NASCAR plans at this time. Uh, definitely some really sad news if you were like seeing Ryan Newman in the Cup Series. I, I mean, unfortunately, ever since the incident that happened at the 2020 Daytona 500, he really hasn't been the same. He, he His speed has really dropped off, and honestly, could you really blame him? But unfortunately, because of that, he has lost his ride with Roush Racing, and now he is out without a car. Now, Ryan Newman says he's not done with racing, it looks like he's mostly going to be doing some short track grassroots racing this year and then maybe make a return into NASCAR in the future. But as of right now, there is no 2022 plans for Ryan Newman in a NASCAR sanctioned series. And the last bit of news that we're going to talk about, this is going to be with Rick Rare Racing. They have made an announcement for a full-time driver in their other machine, the number 51 machine. And not really too much of a surprise, it's going to be Cody Ware. Cody Ware has sponsorship backing him up, and his dad owns the company. Ah, there's really nothing else to say. I mean, you, if you were expecting someone else to jump into that car besides Cody Ware, you were greatly mistaken. Now, we'll see if he can pick up some speed or performance here this season now that they have a Stuart Haas Racing Alliance. But honestly, I am not too optimistic about Cody Ware. He did not finish in the top 20 once in the 2021 season. He was mostly running around in the about the 31st, 32nd position. So if he doesn't perform this year, then I really would find it very hard to see Rick Rare 
keep his son in the car with those bad performances, especially now that he has drivers like Ryan Priest jumping into the car and Josh Balicki. But that confirms that Rick Rare Racing will only have two cars running full-time this season, one being the number 15, which is going to have a variety of drivers, and the other one being the number 51 with Cody Ware Racing full-time. And that will conclude this week's news in the NASCAR racing world. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I was a little bit nervous there when we, I first saw the Truck Series news and saw really nothing happen this week. But thank goodness the Cup Series had abundance amount of news for us to share. So thank goodness for that. It wasn't a short episode. Make sure to follow me on TikTok as I post daily videos on there all related to NASCAR as well as YouTube. I post the... TikTok videos, most of them on over on that platform. However, I am trying to do at least one longer episode either every week or every two weeks. I'm not 100% sure on that. It just will mostly depend on my schedule. So make sure to follow me on both of those. I'm at Vanilla Wafers for YouTube and then at Vanilla Wafer 44 on TikTok. Also, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you most definitely can. I'm at TylerV33, or you can look me up at Vanilla Wafers or NASCAR Field Filler. I pop up either way. And lastly, I want to hear from you guys on this question here. So I am thinking about making some stickers of the podcast logo and giving it out to fans. I I figured since the fan base is starting to grow a lot here for the podcast as well as some of our social media sites, might as well give you guys a little bit of merch. So if you want to see that, let me know. You can either let me know on the website or any of the social medias. I'd love to hear you guys' opinion on that. Lastly, guys, thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast. <laughs>